You're listening to the Kate Podcast. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. With me, as usual, my co-host, Jared Morgan. Hey, hey, hey. And also joining us today, our other the regular contributor, Kai Fitzner, a.k.a. Bonzo. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, Kai. We, 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 oh, just had to, we just had to ask him ahead of time you know, how we actually pronounce his name, because um, what, <laughs> what, what us Americans and probably Australians kind of face the same thing is uh, when we see words, we immediately go and add in hard vowels and stuff, and then we hear how it actually sounds, and we go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I usually go to a site called Forvo.com, which actually has audible pronunciations for most um, foreign names. You uh, should try pronouncing some of the um, the Czechoslovakian names or the... Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> hard stuff. I'll just mutilate him instead. Or <laughs> <laughs> shrink it down to that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that guy with the hair. <laughs> Um, hey, so uh, we do apologize for uh, last week's podcast. Uh, Jared's internet in his building is absolute crap. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. We've got Wi-Fi problems with the um, with the hardware here, which they're sorting out, but they haven't sorted out yet. But this week, you're, you're so connected via hardline. I am. I have actually plugged into a LAN port, so there shouldn't be any weirdness with the audio this week. So that'll be kind of good. Um, and with he, with the with the audio the problems that we had last week, we didn't get to do a, uh, a particular shout out that we wanted to say thank you to. Uh, yeah. Jared, take it away since you said take, the words yeah. last week, but then had to edit those out because all it was was silence. <laughs> yeah, it was just <laughs> a massive void of silence. It was actually a shout out to Nate from uh, um, Coast to Coast Pinball. He was uh, very kind in some of the things he said about um, our podcast um, and that we were. Um, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, a, um, the single source of great information for um, pinball arcade-related um, <laughs> stuff. I, I think he actually said the world authority. That's right, yeah. The, world yeah, something authority. Really yes. World authority, yeah, because that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Nate. It's, uh, we appreciate um, the shout-out, and um, keep up the great work with your podcast as well, mate. It's great. And then, and then, what were you just telling me before the uh, podcast that was uh, said in the Pinball Podcast Show? Oh, yeah. I was just on my way in uh, on the bike this morning. I was listening to um, Don and Jeff talk about um, digital pinball, as they usually do in their podcast a little bit. And um, they were talking about uh, the fact they wanted to cover a little bit more digital pinball and Zen. But um, they, this is how they referred to uh, the pinball arcade. So they said, so Blockade's tables and Zen pinball's tables. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I love your work, guys. <laughs> Thanks very much for the shout out. Because we we do every week make the tables. Uh, every month we make the tables. We handcraft them from wood. So, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's all us. 
what what this tells me is that my my barrage on Twitter uh, regarding table of the week each week, and uh, and I'm always tagging Pinball Arcade in those uh, yeah. just because you know I want all of their Twitter followers to notice the table of the week and stuff. And also, you know. Because <laughs> we but, like to support them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, it's like I've got blockade branded on the Twitter feed, and uh, we're constantly, you know, throwing it out there to the point that even somebody on uh, Pimble Arcade's uh, Twitter feed one time was like, "Can we stop linking to the blockade?" <laughs> <laughs> really? Did they say cease and desist? Did they? <laughs> well, the person was like complaining, and so I, I texted or I, you know, Twittered back to them, and I was like, "Look, we only do this once a month, and this was just for uh, actually it was for tournament of the month." Um, yeah. We only do it once a month, so you know, survive the four days <laughs> that I'm just constantly linking with with them. And and the guy, he was cool with it. He was just like, yeah. okay, fine, you know, whatever. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. I'm like, that's what we're all about, baby. Branding, yeah, branding, branding, and repetition. It's the secret See, to success. What, what happens when we do make T-shirts? Oh my God, we're oh. gonna take over the world. We'll be like Fubu or something, you know? But who wants? So I can wear it to my pinball tournaments down here. We, need, we really need to get on to that, but we, you know, we need the cash because um, t-shirts aren't um, really that cheap to do. And probably, as you were talking about in the past, there, Chris, we need to probably tweak the logo a bit so it, it renders yeah. a bit better. Um, but um, yeah, if anyone's good at doing graphic design out there and wants to lend their hand with the Blackavia logo, just get in touch with Chris, and he can send you the um, digital assets. You can have a play. And we'll give you a free T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> when we make them. We'll, we'll, we'll make your efforts, you know, somewhat somewhat worthwhile. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you can go ahead and contact me on Twitter at Shut Your Traps if you want to talk to Jared. He is at Jared Morgs, and uh, Bonzo here is at Drex Clown. Uh, and of always, you can uh, contact the show uh, via Twitter at Blockade. Hey, um, before we get into the, the meat, which we haven't talked about what our normal meat is, um, but uh, I'm just going to real quickly cover the fact that we just had Tournament of the Month uh, yeah. yesterday. On Saturday, we record this on Sundays uh, in case people are wondering, what do you mean? It's Tuesday when this is out. You know, or Mondays from the future. Mondays from the future. We don't even know what day of the week it is. Anyway, I just wanted to cover um, uh, our top finisher this uh, this past weekend was uh, Switch Three Flip. Oh, congrats! Uh, second place, second place went to Gus, and third place went to Pinball Whiz Forty Five B. Those three names seem to uh, always be in our top three. They do. Uh, they dominate the top, top of the pops. Fourth place, Eldar of Suburbia. Fifth place, Great Dane. Sixth place, Shulk. Then we have uh, Captain Bizarre in seventh, Bonzo in eighth. Good hey. Nice work, Bonzo. Uh, Loxley in ninth, and Johnny 3W6 in tenth. Nice. I Good work uh, for representing. Yeah, Captain yeah, yes. Uh, glad you represented because I dropped the ball <laughs> hardcore on Dr. Dude where I came in last place out of everybody that played and um, uh, could not for the life of me get a game of Bram Stoker's going. It was. Hideous. I mean, I practiced the table like five times beforehand because I knew it was the put-up or shut-up table, and I don't think I even once broke 50 million in <laughs> practice. I'm like, come on, <laughs> it was bad. So, so do yeah. you want to know my secret? What was what your is secret? the secret? The secret is those four tables may be the last played apart from stuff like going nuts, and I didn't practice the least. I did nothing <laughs> beforehand. I just played every table two times. I, I played Dr. Dude once, 
reached 45 millions. I'm so happy about that. So don't ever practice anything, and you'll be better at it. Yeah, just phone it in. That's what I always do each week. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can, I can certainly ask the uh, our top three, maybe our top four finishers to uh, do exactly that, because... <laughs> It'd be nice if they phoned it in every week. Yeah, we might have a chance. My, my Dr. Dude score was actually the best I ever did this um, ever, ever. I even got a chance at the gazillion shot, which is pretty cool. So I got oh, wow. 52, 52 million on Dr. Do this week, which I was pretty staggered with. It's all about that two times play field, eh? That's uh, the winner. Yeah. But my Drax score was terrible. It was 153. And oh, yeah, it's horrible. And Lights Catmore action, <laughs> 8,300. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry, not 8,300. 8,300,000. 305,000. Something, something. Circus Voltaire was all right at 71. Um, million, 90, 91, I think, on Circus Voltaire. I felt pretty mm-hmm. good about that. Yeah, I was in, cool. I was I joined the circus and I was dealing with uh with uh, the ringmaster I think I don't know mm-hmm. any I was in the second stage of that whole mess when I finally drained out but um, yeah, I was exactly exactly the same for me and draining out with three extra balls during joined the circus <laughs> second stage I had to wait another minute before the game ended that was oh terrible. man but oh. the eighty millions were okay yeah that's pretty good. Yeah, so it was a good time. Uh, so everybody knows the table of the week this week is Black Rose. Which, had I known, I didn't even think about this, but Talk Like a Pirate Day was September 19th. I would have put Black Rose during that week had I even, you know, used my Oda of brain power. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was my first, you know, I, I, I put it in the randomizer and uh, that's the that's the top table it came up. And I went, oh, Black Rose. I went, oh, it's September. Yeah, you duck like a pirate days in September. And then I looked it up. And I'm like, ah, oh, missed it. <laughs> missed it by that much. Oh, so close. So close. <laughs> um, hey, okay, so here's the deal, folks. When we <clears throat> discussed making the blockade a weekly venture, one of the things we talked about was it would be so nice to be timely for a change. Hmm. You know, if any news if any news broke or whatever, you know, we'd be able to get right on top of it and wouldn't that be wonderful? Blockade news, not live and mostly current. And wouldn't you know it, news broke <laughs> much boy did it ever. <laughs> much quicker than we ever thought that we would have a breaking news. We thought it would be, you know, something that we'd actually get a heads up on or or anything, and we had no warning, no nothing. What I'm talking about is the announcement that Stern Pinball is teaming up with Farsight to create a new app called the Stern Pinball Arcade, which I'm sure your wheels are turning already as to what could that possibly mean, or you've listened to a dozen other podcasts where it's all been mentioned, because apparently um, every other website got a press release from Stern, but we didn't at the Pinball Arcade fans, because we're Pinball Arcade. That's right. Yeah, we don't I don't know. Oh, well. Um, Can't blame Farsight for that. We're going to blame Stern for that. Um, So, Stern, get in contact with us. We'll start some dialogue, and we'll pepper you with questions. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Let me just just briefly read through a various portion of the press release, Um, and that is uh, Stern Pinball, the world's largest producer of arcade-quality pinball games, announced a new expanded partnership with Farsight Studios developer and publisher of multi-platform digital games, including the Pinball Arcade. 
Farsight will develop a new digital platform called the Stern Pinball Arcade that will feature exact virtual replicas of Stern Pinball's hottest terrestrial pinball machines. Uh, availability of the new product and pricing will be announced later this fall. Uh, and so that's basically where we are at with the announcement. Yep. So, pretty dang exciting. Yeah, for, for real. Like, this is a huge <laughs> little tidbit of news. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Where do we even start? <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we start with uh, why this kind of has us so excited? Mm, that's probably a good place to start. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, the most exciting part for, for me personally is ever since the first time I went up to Farsight, what, three years ago, and talked to Bobby, I was like, can't you just have Stern right in the pinball arcade into your licensing agreement? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, so that, that would just make it a lot easier as far as, right. you know, no Kickstarters and all that sort of stuff. And um, and 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 Bobby back then had just kind of like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, we're, we're constantly talking to Stern and seeing what we can, you know, what can be arranged and everything. But that was, that was basically the extent of it. And... Now it seems like, hey, finally reality. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, so that didn't they have? I've seen some pictures about it, and they seem to have um, Metallica in the press release, but I think that was actually unrelated, wasn't it? I think. Well, the, yeah, I mean, initially, I yeah, I think that was somebody th- you know uh, created just the using image, stock footage, right? Stock footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they're far off because if you think about it. Pinball when Arcade, they didn't come out until 2012, right? Yeah, yeah. Which means that realistically, in order for Stern to have even seen the numbers, and we've all heard where Gary had talked about um, the uptick in interest in Ripley's, believe it or not. The, I mean, not like there's a huge yeah. uptick of interest in it. And so obviously that took a little bit of time. So Metallica was the first table to come out in uh, 2013. So hmm. that kind of makes sense that if there was any table that did actually have Farsight written into the 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 you know for digital rights, Metallica would have been the earliest table that that could have actually happened. Yeah. Um, I think now whether that was the case or not, I would almost guarantee that uh, Kiss and Game of Thrones would be in for sure. In. Yeah. I mean that's that seems like a gimme. Um, Star Which, Trek, maybe, you would think. Because uh, Star Trek, maybe, Walking Dead, maybe, Mustang, mm. maybe, and WrestleMania. Those are the yeah. uh, everything that's been out since 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Whoa, Nelly. Uh, well, yeah, technically it is a super-produced game. And yeah, they did actually... Uh, the, the, the duo that actually made that game did sell the rights directly to Stern, from what I understand, so it is their intellectual property now. Um, so yeah, they could technically include that. That'd be a nice little addition. Thank, thank you, Bonzo. You you uh, showed the gaping hole of Wikipedia. I thought that <laughs> site was completely logistic or uh, legit logistic. Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's as legit as all the community contributors make it. <laughs> um, but so I mean, even at the even at the basic amount of announcement there. It sounds to me, because Stern's producing, what, maybe three tables a year now? Yeah, it's about three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that would put this app on pace with what Zen does. Yeah, it would actually put the the cadence just about bang on, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
which I think also is, again, kind of excites me in terms of, well, that means it's not going to be a rushed product. Um, That's right. You know, the, like, the is really going to put their put their effort into. I mean, you know, specifically in that press release, it said, you know, we're talking spec perfect representation. Yeah, um, I don't and think why Stern wouldn't would, because all Stern has to do is hand over their CAD files. <laughs> well, that's right. Particularly for the late model games, you know, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly what they need to do. It's just like here's a digital asset. So you don't even need to. We don't even need to send a table to you. Essentially, we can just give you these digital assets, and um, here you go. Although I would think, I would think, I would think Farsight still would want the table to play on just for tuning purposes. I mean, that's they probably that, need that it. is a big deal to Bobby that um, you know they get their hands physically on the table. They need to see you know how things react in Bumper because there's only so much code they can throw at it before they have to actually go in and manually manipulate where balls are bouncing and stuff. But you got to believe again with a CAD file, it's going to be just that much more perfect rather than them scanning the table and... Uh, That's right. It's you know, going to be super high resolution. Yeah. Because I think, didn't the guys... You, you've been up there sort of semi-recently. They actually bought new camera equipment, didn't they, for photographing the tables? They did get a much better camera, yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, this will just, like, completely do away with it altogether. The, the resolution and crispness of all the, the assets should just be amazing when they do it. Well, that's um, what I'm thinking. They can immediately, as soon as, as, soon as Stern... Is done with their digital file and has gone into whiteboards. They could send that file over to Farsight. Farsight could start working on the digital table itself, mm. um, and then can tweak in accordance to any of the tweaks that you know Stern does. I imagine. That's right. That's what you think. Yeah, that will be that alone will actually see a significant bump in table quality. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that the table quality that we've seen in season five hasn't been really good um, to date, but you know, there's Having those digital assets without any lossiness with photos will be just amazing. That'll be it'll be I'd imagine be very useful for them with DX11 and actually doing all the lighting too, because they mm-hmm. won't have to worry about taking. Uh, don't they take um, photos in a sort of a naturally lit room and then a dark room to get the different sort of? I, I don't know what Farsight's process on that is. Mm. I seem to remember I've that. Never, was I've never been the up there when they've when they've done it. Um, mm. Maybe that so. was when they were using DX9 and they didn't have the dynamic lighting because I think now what they can do is control the environmental lighting with DX11. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that might that might have actually changed. Be interesting to hear from Farsight about that if they they want to um, ping us on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, mm. The now some uh, this falls into the excited, but it's also a question. Um, a, I imagine that this is, and I think I read somewhere that this is uh, going to be using, obviously with them emulating the Stern uh, software, um, there's going to be a now this, what do we, what do we refer to it, the, uh, the drop dead, <laughs> dropping the dead weight. Um, yeah, realigning There's going to be a cap limit as to what, as to what uh, devices can actually use this. Yeah, um, so I call it realigning platform expectations. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So yeah, um, there will be probably, depending on when they start development of this, they probably need to look at their. Um, they can actually get this data directly from their mobile stats, which they published in the newsletter. I think it was last um, month about what versions of Android and what versions of iOS yeah. are actually most popular and being used, and they can probably draw the line uh, at least on Android with um, KitKat, uh, 
which is the previous version, um, and um, that would be fine. Um, iOS, I'd probably say the previous version well, of just iOS. Just moving on to iOS 9, so yeah, I would so make probably iOS 8, I think. But which that would, still doesn't, you can technically okay. run iOS 8 on older devices, but the devices won't necessarily function, so I think that's where you need to cap it at... Uh, no, I call it... Well, yeah. yeah, I'd say nine. Your device has to be able to run nine, but it would be like you know, it's got to be an iPad Air, um, and yeah. uh, you know, an uh, iPhone 5s, you know, kind of thing. At least, yeah, um, yeah. I think this will be the real opportunity for Farsight to actually, in hindsight, do what they really couldn't do potentially on the um, previous platforms, uh, or on their Pimble Arcade offering, I should say, um, because of all that. Um, already adopted user base using any number of different Android variants. Um, having a line in the sand, I think Zen did this as well um, when they um, uh, had a look at the, the user base and um, to make sure they could drive features for it, they said, yeah, no older than Android 4.0.4, mm -hmm. and that was at that time. So yeah, Farsight have an opportunity to do this now for their arguably their biggest market, which is mobile, um, and I think that's going to help them a lot um, with um, keeping quality up to expectations as far as graphical capability and stuff like that. And I mean, I would imagine that uh, I'm assuming that they're going to, you know, they're going to do what Farsight does, which is it's going to be spread across multiple platforms. I mean, if I were Stern, I would be like, yeah, you better. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I imagine it would be the same thing where it's going to be PS4, Xbox One. We're not going to see 360 version. We're not going to see a PS3 version. Um, no, I wouldn't think so. With dynamic lighting of that nature, I would, I, God, you would assume the PC would be included in that. And I, oh, I, oh. see, here's where I, I love to see the PC numbers. Would, I keep on thinking though. PC was gonna uh, is important to this, um, but who knows? Could they maybe do dynamic lighting now in the mobile stuff? Well, I mean, ask Homework with the right engine, you can do it. Ask Homework actually right. do it. So if they can, if they can get the CPU cycles um, down on the emulation and tweak the graphics engine so they can actually get a constant 60 frames per second. Um, the problem at the moment is the balance between emulation cost and um, the amount of uh, GPU that's used and actually getting those two things in sync. So if they can, they, they would arguably have to rewrite the engine completely probably. Um, do we think that, that, do you think that they're actually going to rewrite the engine or do you think they're going to just... Uh... I think they need they to modernise it. I I don't know if uh, if they're running Sam Spike and the newly released Spike Two, um, which throws an interesting um, challenge of distributed computing into the um, emulation framework. Because you know, with the old Stern system, which is one board that did all the emulation, but now they've got a um, a master sort of main board, and then they in use interconnects to all the different daughter boards in the playfield. So whether the emulation can actually handle how the, um, the the bus transfer works on that or not will be a really interesting thing to check. I don't even know if um, Visual Pinball has managed to emulate Spike yet. Um, so mm. that's going to be a really interesting thing to see. It might be that because they're closely partnering with Stern, they actually give them the um, the, the byte code for it and allow them ah. to decompile. And then um, I think Spike runs on Linux anyhow. It's actually a Linux-based platform, so theoretically they could actually hand over the source code to them as part of the, their um, NDA partnership and 
and uh, that would give Farsight a huge advantage because I think a lot of the stuff with the Williams and Belly stuff is that all of the the emulation software was um, encrypted. So when the pinball machine starts in real life, what happens is is it checks the um, the MD5 sum, which is a security check on the ROM. It then matches uh, to see if it's got the same uh, MD5 sum on its hardware, and then from there it goes, yep, those two things match. I'm going to unlock the code and load it into state. So that check is impossible to emulate if you don't have the hardware and you don't have the encryption algorithms. But if Stern are going to hand that type of thing over, um, then that's going to make the job a lot easier to really sort of emulate almost one-to-one. Um, so, yeah, that could be the only way they can actually do it with what? any sort of reliability. Hey, Bonzo, I bet you didn't know that we were doing a tech talk today. <laughs> I, I actually have a question for Jared. Maybe you can uh, uh, tell us if um, with, with the emulation being, let's say, deeper, if uh, Farsight might be able to do something about uh, um, better sound with uh, less uh, latency on Android, for example, if they can emulate this uh, more directly. Yeah. Well, at the moment, we all know that Farsight extract all the audio um, yeah. from the um, the pinball machines, and then they call that um, certainly on the mobile platforms uh, in in respect to Android in um, a big Java blob, a binary large object. And what that does is it they push through the stream um, to the Java engine, and that actually compiles on the fly and sends the sends the audio sort of just in time to the engine, which is pretty much how all Java works. Um, and the, the big problem is um, because it's all extracted um, at the moment and not directly emulated from the machine, you do get a little bit of latency in there. Now, yeah. there is inherent latency in Android, which Farsight simply can't work around. It's actually part of the Android framework. Um, but... They've been able to do things like recently um, include the um, mechanical effects that are uh, extraneous to the actual emulated sound um, in the in the package itself, uh, the Android package itself, which means that um, all that latency is removed because it just dumps it into the sound pool. Um, and that's helped a lot, but if they were to add all the different sounds and um, sound effects and voice calls and everything into the sound pool, it would make for a very large package but my gut feel is um, there's two things they can do. They can just emulate the sound and actually do it natively, or if they want to take the approach of extracting the sound, they could actually put them onto the sound pool and just wear the cost because there's only going to be arguably three tables a year being produced, um, and therefore the, the hit on the download servers and their, their CDN plan, which is their content download network plan, um, would be able to probably, you know, they could factor that into the cost of the app. They could look at, um, you know, how much it's going to cost if they take that approach versus the more compressed approach. They could look at what the cost of um, encoding the audio to, um, you know, 44 kilohertz, which I think is what the PC is currently um, rocking at the moment, or the consoles are about 44, whereas mobile at the moment is about 11 kilohertz. So there's a huge drop there on mobile. So yeah, there's a lot of things they can do if they if they spec it from the outset to be you know if they look if they're striving for excellence and 
going, you know what, what the hell, let's just go for broke and go, what is the best possible way we can do it? Then um, they look at it and go, well, you know, what sacrifices do we need to make commercially and then sort of get a happy balance, right? All right, now that there is a ton of nerd boners sprung... Um, <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Apologies for the big nerdism, and I'll, let's let's I'll, let's bring this back down to layman's talks, and that is yeah. there's the potential that Farsight is going to be able to basically take all the lessons that they've learned over the past four years and wish that they could implement, but it would be too hard to go back in time and put in and rewrite the entire TPA game, and instead they can apply all those lessons to the Stern Farsight app, basically making the best iteration that they possibly could. All the code yeah. that they, uh, you know, all the things that they've learned, all the things that they wish that they could have done, now they can actually plop in, and I think that's what is, you know, clearly the awesome uh, news of this, the, the potential of it. On yeah. the same hand, they could wind up using the same engine, um, which, I mean, I'm not gonna say I'd be disappointed with that because I perf- I'm I'm happy with the game. It's not, you know, I know that there's there's warts and bumps on it and stuff like that, but. Um, I wouldn't be terribly disappointed either if if it was the same engine. I would uh, definitely appreciate higher resolution graphics. Um, and again, yeah, I think, I think we'll get the processors uh, that you know are being used, they they could pump that stuff out, and then we'd be you know doing good like that. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, just look at what I'm running uh, on my Android device at the moment. It's a Shield tablet. It's got a K1 processor in it, which is like a desktop grade processor. Right. Um, you know, we we have the technology now. Like most of this year's Android devices, and certainly the um, iOS devices have really good GPUs in them. They're capable of running graphics, probably, you know, <laughs> capable of almost running PC graphics. I've always threatened um, uh, Farsight, say, give me a PC build and let me run it on this tablet and see what it does, see how badly it uh, performs. Yeah. yeah. But you know, um, that's just me. Um, let's move into another area then that is kind of like, well, what does this mean for the pinball arcade? Um, do we feel that this is the Good beginning question. of the end of it? Uh, Bobby said they're, you know, they can see six seasons. Um, yeah. Realistically, now if they're just doing the three tables a year, uh, you know, as the new tables come out, well, that's not like it's a huge additional workload load on Farsight. They can still continue to to do things. But mm. and here's the here's the the big button in the room because we like them and we cannot lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so not including not including uh, Wonelli, Stern as the title Stern, not uh, having bought out Data East or Sega. Stern has produced 41 tables since right. uh, 1999. Uh, we currently have three of those tables in. TPA, which is Harley and uh, High Roller Casino and Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. So that leaves 38 tables currently. You know, if we're going all the way up to Game of Thrones, which hasn't even been you know released, obviously. Yeah. That's a huge number of tables that they can you know fill an app out with. That's three years plus. If they were doing the rele- with the current release schedule that that Farsight does. Yeah. So if that's the, if that winds up being the case, well then I would say that's the death nail of of Pinball Arcade. There's no way they can you know can keep up with that. But I honestly don't think that's going to be the the situation. I think that if Farsight embraced 
the you know yeah three table release a year maybe you know they kick in they throw in another you know one or two tables in that time period here's where and I'm gonna give Farsight advice on how to spend my money <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they I'm sure they hear this all the time from all the people yes, yes. <laughs> you know but think about think about how Stern releases their tables right you've got the pro version and then you've got the premium slash limited edition versions, right. Mm -hmm. Now, in some instances, the pro version is essentially the exact same table, except for its incandescent lights instead of LED, and, you know, the the artwork is different. In other instances, it you get what, like we're we're seeing with Game of Thrones, where it looks like practically two completely different different tables. tables. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, there's no reason why, and I would be interested, actually, in purchasing both the pro version and the premium version. To see, because I guess... they're all going to play differently. You can well, now yeah. sell those two tables at a different <laughs> price point even. You, you can sell the pro table for you know however much, and then, oh, but you want the premium version of the table? Well, that's going to be a few dollars extra. You know, uh, There's that potential. Um, yeah. I, I mean, so. and I, on one, yeah, on one hand, I see how that would be annoying, but on the other hand, I'm kind of like, hey, if this is a business and you're trying to get the most bang for your buck, this is how you can get that bang. It's probably worthwhile mentioning, too, that we, if they're only doing three tables arguably a year, what is that going to do to the price? You know, Because I would imagine there would have to be a minimum amount of revenue per per year that Farsight would need to bring well, in. Well, no, because if they're doing it that amount, then they're, they'd still be doing regular Pinball Arcade. Oh, do you, you mean if they were doing like the, like the if 10 only releases doing... a year type of thing? Right. I mean, I think I think no matter what, Farsight has to, uh, you know, to, to balance their books the way that they're currently set up, it's they got to release a table a month. That's, yeah. that's just a given. So if it means that they're spreading it out among two apps, you know, then so be it or whatever. But I yeah. think... For the near future, at least. I mean, like I said, we know up to that they're planning all the way to season six. So we've just started season five. So we've got two years of Pinball Arcade still coming at us. I think they'll Mm. hammer out their business model, obviously, in that time frame with what they're doing with the Stern Pinball app. Um, I'm sure they'll have a good plan, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. They they already know how to do it. Yeah, but here's (laughs) the other thing that I was thinking about, and that's... You know, Stern has started making mods themselves for their tables. Yeah, official you know, mods. Dead, yeah, Walking yeah. Dead had a whole bunch. And to me, it'd be like, well, how cool would it be that, oh, you... And this becomes your microtransactions kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But where it's like, oh, what you want to add, you know, this model kit. You want to add, you know, put a different trans light up. You want to put the, you know, the add glowy the side rails. To, um, you know, the Walking Dead. Add that special, like, measles mod, right. tower mod that they commissioned. Yeah, that, you know, that'll oh, be oh, you want the, you want the aquarium heads on top of your uh, on top of your your table? It's fine. It's a fifty cent DLC. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, you something know, who like knows? that. And then you do, and then you can start following in the model that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I swear I hate suggesting this stuff, but I know the video game industry, you know, where they go and where their heads are, and this just makes sense to me, is that when you do the season pass, you do like what the season passes for Call of Duty does or whatever, where it buys you all the extra weapons, the extra maps. Um, yeah. you, know, you just get it automatically. You're now getting it at a discount instead of going through and nickel and diming yourself you know, for yeah. all this stuff. Um, I, I very much see 
when I heard this partnership, I just went, oh, well, how could Stern exploit the video game market? You know, in the same mm-hmm. way that it seems like they're taking a page out of video games for what to do with their pinball machine, so why wouldn't it they're work totally vice versa? Yeah, um, exactly. <clears throat> it sort of makes sense to me because, you know, some people would just want the default, you know, say, for example, premium table just right. as it was out of the factory, yet some people want to trick it out and have all those little shiny things that really don't do any anything to the gameplay but right. make the table a little bit more nice-looking. So, yeah, why not have that option to include the official Stern mods um, well, in my, the table? My biggest fear would be that uh, you'd have to pay for tokens which would allow you to play certain, a certain amount of games on a machine. Um, and I, that... that on the other hand, it could be a good thing if, if the single tables are much more expensive than they are in the pinball arcade now. They could additionally additionally allow you to, I don't know, spend one ninety nine for five tokens and have five complete games on five tables or on one table, and then you could decide after that if you wanted to spend, I don't know, maybe you know what? I think fifteen that bucks, on... twenty bucks for a table. Yeah, mm. I kind of think that depends on if this is if this winds up being a mobile only release. Then by all means I would be, you know, sweating bullets over that, because mm. that is completely how you know. Next thing you know, what we're gonna be on the energy system, you know, for for playing the game. Um, yep. But if well, it is, yeah, Smith if it's released on consoles and PC, then that's not gonna fly. Um, no, yeah. And so therefore, then we wouldn't have to worry about it. So yeah, if we all sudden hear a press release that it's mobile only, then yeah, my sphincter is gonna tighten. Yeah. Um, you know. That's there's there's no doubt about it. Um, I do. I do. You know. I, I've been kind of wondering. Is it's like I know that they're not going to be able to mix with you know with TPA. That's that that kind of bums me out. I wish there would be, unless they're like what Zen you know did with you could buy the Marvel table pack. And then discreetly import it into Pinball FX2. Um, you know, so whether they, so whether they're selling it as you know the Stern Pinball app, but it happens to be yes, you can import it into TPA. But if they're doing it, that's only if the engine is the same. Obviously, if they're doing a brand new engine, then that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Makes sense at all. Yeah. And probably they aren't because I, I, you know, Stern. Obviously, if they're Part of this partnership and Stern being in the actual title, they they're not going to want to be mixing with with Bally and Williams. No, they wouldn't. They want their own app, so it would almost certainly be. I mean, I think the press release states that pretty much, you know, pretty clear to my mind is that it will be its own app. Now here, uh, I, I have a question. Mm. You know how Stern they're doing uh, legacy tables? I guess they're calling it vault editions. Yeah. What's that? Where they? Yeah, where they can go back and, and you know. Start up the factory and start doing Iron yeah, do an old line. Yeah. Do yeah. they ha- do you think that they have to re sign any kind of licensing agreement to do that, or is that just at their prerogative? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm not sure how because that works. Because if it is a case of them having to re sign a license, well I would you would think that again, digital pinroll rights would be rolled right into it. Mm-hmm. That would be a prime and opportunity to go. That'd yeah, be a prime opportunity. Which yep. Not that not that Stern would go ahead and redo Ripley's Believe It or Not, but 
That'd be awesome if we could get a brand new looking version of Ripley's Believe It or Not. You know, in, It'd be as a digital pinball game. <laughs> it would be pretty, like, just from a physical table perspective, it would be pretty nice to have that thing, you know, using Spike 2 um, yeah. and, you know, using having the, the now standard multicolor LED package that Stern mm-hmm. are doing on most of their tables mm-hmm. now. Um, and actually having that slightly, like having the ROM code slightly redone to actually exploit that. Now, wouldn't that be amazing with that table? That would, ama- that would yeah. make a pretty compelling light show on that game. Yeah. Um, I'd just like to point out, uh, uh, affiliates, we're going to be going along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally. We've blown past our half an hour uh, uh, time limit, but we're, we're getting yeah. to the end here. Um, I just want to kind of... exception, anyhow. You know, yeah, this is kind of an exception. A little, special, yeah. uh, a little special. Whatever we had planned normally for this week has uh, been kicked to the curb. Shunted. <laughs> Shunted, exactly. Uh, I wanted... I, I was really surprised, actually, when I looked on Wikipedia and saw all the Stern titles... Um, I'm just going to rattle through them and in order of release and just kind of uh, let this sink in for what the potential is. Can you imagine if we had a Stern app that had every single Stern table in it? Mm. So, so starting this is with... A, so would, will this be a yay, nay, or indifferent sort of vote from each of us? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think this is just more of a let this wash over you and, and feel if this would be, even with the... Well, the first table is Harley Davidson. I mean, yeah, we could all just go, eh, screw that thing. But yeah. <laughs> um, so here we go: Harley Davidson, Striker Extreme, Sharky Shootout, High Roller Casino. Now, any and all those could easily be put into TPA because no licensing. But here comes the licensing: yeah. Austin Powers, yeah, terrible table. <laughs> um, <laughs> Monopoly, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Playboy, Simpsons. Uh, Terminator 3, Lord of the Rings, Ripley's. Uh, that surprised me, actually, that I didn't know that Ripley's came out the same year as Lord of the Rings. Um, well, really? The, I mean, well, again, that's according to Wikipedia. Maybe that was a Ripley's re-release. It seemed odd to me. I thought Ripley's was at the same time as Monopoly. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, Elvis, Sopranos, NASCAR, World Poker Tour, Pirates of the Caribbean, Family Guy, Spider-Man, Wheel of Fortune, Indiana Jones, Batman, uh, the tables I can't believe they made pinball tables out of CSI and 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, NBA, which I guess is a uh, redo of Space Jam. Yeah, uh, probably. Big Buck Hunter, boy, that was a terrible two years for Stern. <laughs> it really was a rough, rough couple <laughs> of years. Can I just for say him, that? Yeah. That, was a, that was a terrible batch right there from 08 to 10. Wow. Um, yeah. Then we go uh, Iron Man, Avatar. Uh, Rolling Stones, Tron, Transformers, ACDC, X-Men, Avengers, and then Metallica, Star Trek, Mustang, Walking Dead, WrestleMania, Kiss, Game of Thrones. Oh. And I'm sorry, that'd be a pre- that's a pretty awesome map if you had everything in there. Yeah, even even those older tables. See, a lot of those older tables from Stern never made it out here to Australia. Like, mm-hmm. you, you never see Big Buck Hunter on location. You never see... Um, what was the other one they had? That one of the was CSI. I've only ever seen at Pacific Pinball Museum over in Alameda, mm-hmm. um, and you know I wasn't overly impressed by it. But to actually have it to play a little bit more, who knows? You might actually grow to like it. Um, so yeah, there's some pretty nice sounding titles that we could get our hands on in there. Yeah, I think it's. Um, like I said it's all kinds of exciting for me. I like the potential. I like the idea of maybe. Uh, seeing Farsight really put forward a, a strong product, the product that we've been begging for, but obviously we know has been hampered since 
you know, it's running on 2012 code. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so it'll be interesting and, to see what they, what lessons they learned and how they apply them and uh, how they can move forward with this. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Do you, hey, um, Kai, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, I think we could all have a guess on when Stone Pinball Arcade might be available to the public. Ooh. Mm. A little, a, bad a, little, idea. a little guessing game here. You know, if they're saying in the press release it said that they would uh, announce... Well, when did it say they would announce? Pricing uh, and availability of the app to be, enable, uh, to be announced um, late fall. Yeah, late fall. So, later, so if they're announcing it later this fall, I would imagine that we would see it come around, what, February, maybe? That's my maybe. guess, because you're not going to make an announcement and then not have the product. Yeah. It, yeah. If it's, if it's going to be and February... I'm going, off of, I'm going off of what uh, what Farsight did initially when they announced the Pinball Arcade. Okay. Well, how they did that go down? I think they announced it in uh, October, and it didn't debut until January. Uh, okay. I think, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So... That's what I'm saying. Give the announcement. Give it a couple of months to uh, to actually come to fruition, uh, and and then you have it. So that's that's my best educated guess. I don't know. What do you reckon, um, Kai? Well, I think they might aim for February, but might be a little late, as it always is with coding. So I'd go with late March or early April. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, when's Game of Thrones is probably going to drop? When do we think? I mean, they've already got the the pictures up. It's probably going to drop in December, maybe. Christmas, yeah, Christmas. Right, holiday time. So, yeah. depending on when Stern's next table after that is, again, are they using? Is Stern going to use this as a beta? Do uh, want to test code on, or are they going to use it purely as a promotional to sell tables? In which case, it's still going to. You're going to want it either out at the time of release of your new table or maybe a few weeks prior to get your pre-orders in. Um, yeah, I think as a promotional that's... tool. Yeah, I think you'd, you would think maybe pre-release it. Maybe, mm, I don't know. <laughs> There's a number of ways they could do it, isn't there? Which we pro- Are we going to actually have to start paying on. attention to you know actual new real pinball table releases? We might have to, <laughs> which is easy enough to do because you know Nate and um, all the other pinball podcasts who talk about real we'll pinball just do that for us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just totally. listen to them and then copy their news. We don't want to. <laughs> we, we don't want to step on their toes. They do a great job of it. We'll do. We'll just take all the digital stuff over here and leave them with the um, the real stuff. You know, <laughs> but I think for my prediction, um, I think we're going to see it in June next year. June. Okay. But, yeah, I think so. I think we're going to see it in June. Um, it depends. If Farsight decide to reuse the engine, then we will see it sooner. But if they take the uh, path of you know, re-architecting the engine, look at you know um, fine-tuning um, SAM emulation and all that sort of stuff. Now, I mean, they've got a pretty good start now with some of the um, stern tables they've got in the app. But um, you know, I think Spike is is an unknown territory for them, and it all depends on what information Stern can give them to help them optimize their code base. Um, so yeah, if they reuse the engine and um, get some really targeted help with emulation, yep, they'll probably be out February or March maybe. But other than that, so there you I go. If you're, if you're starting an office pool, you can take the uh, shut your trap vote, which is exceedingly optimistic. 
you can take the Bonzo uh, approach, which is just right down the middle, fairly realistic, and then you can take the Jared Morgs approach, which is uh, pessimism. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> and don't hold your breath. Um, so, uh, Not so much pessimism, just realism. <laughs> really. <laughs> no, 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 Bonzo got the realism. We're, we're giving him the, 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 the neutral position here. So, uh, yes, uh, you know, create your whiteboards that you hang up in your office and uh, start collecting money and... Uh, you know. And please remit some to us. That would be lovely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Blackade will take a 5% cut of any sweeps done in your office. Thank you very much. Send the uh, payment information to blah, 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 at gmail.com. All righty. Hey, well, let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up because, uh, you know, we really should. But that was yeah. exactly why we were doing this uh, weekly so that we could jump on this kind of news and be able to actually comment on it and be timely with it. And, uh, yep. Fantastic. We'll get back to our regular scheduled programming next uh, week. I was about to say next month. <laughs> no, not anymore. Wait, wait, wait. No, it will be but next week. It, it will next be month. next month. Yes, that is correct. Well, technically, it will be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> technically, it will be. So, anyways, uh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, this I've been uh, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap for Jared Morgan and Kai Fitzner. See if I say that correctly. Anyway, that a bit uh, Aussie when you say that, it's a bit bizarre. But anyhow, <laughs> no, my, my, my Aussie accent or my German Aussie accent. Um, That's right. <laughs> what a terrible way to end this show. Anyway, good night, all. We'll talk to you later. See you later, everyone. Bye bye. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast and receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Remember to leave a review on iTunes or any podcasting channel Blockade is distributed through. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Until next time, remember... Game five.